0: This is Potomania. Hello everyone, Kevin here. Before we get started with the rest of the episode, I just wanted to take a short little break here to get you guys over to The Story Is. It's a very special podcast hosted and created by my good friend Sam Logan co-host here on Potomania, He talks about all kinds of stories ranging from politics uh, to, you know, to issues of society, strange stories, personal stories. Uh, It's a really great podcast. Go and check it out. The story is available on Anchor as well as everywhere else you get your podcast. And now on with the show. all right everyone and welcome to another episode of Potomania with sam and kevin thank you for listening we are having a fun episode today uh i have had quite the week yeah Uh, i won't go but my my daughter of two uh is sick for the first time which is great she's been two years and not sick um but it's that thing where like if you you know, like, if you just put off doing something and then eventually you get to it later down the line, it's way bigger than if you just did it earlier. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of like that. Like, she had a really yeah. high fever, and but anyway, it's all better now. Um, so I'm excited to be able to not deal with that. Mm-hmm. Talk about something that really matters, which is the top five heel or the top five factions.
1: In that's right, everything. that is what, in this point in time in 2021, that's what the world should be paying attention to. So,
0: I can't think of anything else.
1: No, we're here, it's yeah. so important. This is the third podcast I've recorded this weekend. That's how important this is. <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, so important, yeah. Thank you, everyone who is here. <laughs> Because you have your priorities straight. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. To the intelligence club. Absolutely. Well, um, welcome to our faction.
0: <laughs> now, I we chose this topic because um, not too long ago, last month, basically, the undisputed era of uh, NXT fame, um, consisting of Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Bobby Fish roderick adam and adam cole baby um uh broke up and uh they're done um so and they had a, they had a pretty as as factions go they had a pretty decent long run um uh, especially actually when you when you consider wwe and factions lately uh, <laughs> they had a human they they had a humongous run yes but, uh, Triple you can tell by watching NXT. Triple H really likes factions and groups. And Vince McMahon hates them.
1: Yeah. He,
0: he will have them. And as soon as someone starts to break out, he was like, all right, we're breaking them up. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. Everyone's gone. Instead of like letting things, you know. But anyway,
1: gradually build to its logical conclusion, which is what makes part of the formula that makes a good faction.
0: And factions are great, too, because they it's a way to let a lot of mid carters and, you know, lower mid carters kind of, you know, have some time and kind of get some time to build their, uh, you know, their their reputation with the audience and get seen um because you know they just put on the faction you know gear and Mm -hmm. they stand next to the superstar who's head of the group and you know they get tv time because that star is going to get tv time and because he's head of this group you're all going to get tv time you're all going to get pay-per-view time you're all going to get. Uh, a chance to to connect with the audience and hopefully Mm -hmm. once the group either as time moves on you'll become suddenly get chances you know higher on kind of like how undisputed era has happened it was originally just adam cole and these other really good wrestlers who you know you they have normal names and they don't say baby um um but but now it's like kyle o'reilly had an amazing few matches with finn balor on nxt now he's poised to be a breakout star and get his own singles push after spending so much time with uh undisputed era and uh, that's really great because from what i hear he's one of those guys that was always kinda you know really really good but just couldn't find that thing to connect with the audience and because he had those amazing matches and because he's now in a program against adam cole they can have a really good feud together kind of like chump and gargano had a few years ago and hopefully put him over with the audience and then boom you have another single star um not every faction ends up doing that a few actually a few of the factions on my list, especially one of them, and I'm staring right at it, Uh, (laughs) did not do that uh, very well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There's some factions, um, some famous, some infamous, that they're either a springboard, or in some case, they're a black hole.
0: Yeah. They kind of go one of those ways. They're they're either yeah, a springboard for like, wow, look how much amazing talent came out of this, uh, or yeah, it's like, uh, just stick them in this. All right, yeah, cool. you know now they now they can get uh, you know, let's make a shirt for them.
1: As yeah, part of the that's all they need. Yeah. yeah, put them in the back.
0: Yeah, put them in the back. Have them do the. Gesture or the whatever our group thing, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) before we get into that, um, I will let everyone know we are coming up on WrestleMania, and yes, I'm excited. I know you are, Sam.
1: Yes, another Edge versus Roman,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, plane is coming up. We might, we won't, but we might. get instead <laughs> daniel bryan against edge which would be an amazing match to watch which means vince mcmahon won't make it happen um
1: There's no there is no way i mean i love actually the daniel bryan campaign of what he went about doing yeah to demand his title shot at, at bass lane that was yeah. great yeah but absolutely. he he talk about he is the human springboard this past year oh, yeah. if we were to talk about elevating people that you go up against absolutely he is you're talking about what's best for business it's daniel bryan staying in this business yeah because he's terrific
0: and you know what would be best is if you put him in a program where for one reason or other he gets screwed at fast lane and then yeah. you set up a situation where on night one which I love that they're sticking with the two-night thing. Yes. Uh, night one, you have him have a match where if he wins, then on night two, he gets in the main event, uh, inserted into the main event with Edge and Roman, kind of like oh. at WrestleMania 30. And you oh, have yeah. him do it against the guy who screws him and has been screwing him so often, Jay Uso. Yes. But this time, and you have him put on an amazing match, which they will. Which they could, if 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 they end up going this way, but you have Jey Uso beat him, legit, clean one two three. Mm-hmm. Talk about because everyone's everyone would then be expecting, oh, he's going to beat Jey Uso because who cares, and then right. he'll be in the main event triple, you know, and whatever it'd be cool, but to 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 make it so obvious and then to have Jey Uso win. All of yeah. a sudden, you have to talk about Jey Uso as like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe he's not just, you know, a tag team guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's Maybe he's something else. Um, right. But anyway, um, so we're coming up on WrestleMania and we're planning on, you know, going up and then once WrestleMania is done, we'll have a, an episode or two, depending on uh, how long, we want to talk about it, a uh, review of Wrestlemania. Uh, and then we're going to take a little break and uh, we're going to return a little later in the year for a second season of Potomania. And um, we have something special planned, but we're not going to uh, spoil that. Uh, we're not Paul Heyman. Um, <laughs> so, so um, but keep uh Keep an eye out for that. Also, the Potomania brand, so to speak, is kind of branching out a little bit. Um, there are other shows that uh, uh, I'm actually going to be doing. One of them uh, is actually with my wife. Um, we will be doing a Friends rewatch show, um, which is actually an idea we've had for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We've never done. Um, <laughs> that sounds great. We, we watch that. Sh- we've we've practically memorized that show.
1: <laughs> so That's awesome.
0: It'll be fun. Uh, and we're going to put it all under the, the new Potomania broadcasting network. Um, mm. PBN. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I like PBS and it's very similar.
1: Um, will you be, will you be providing tote bags for subscribers? Well, um, Sam, uh, I will have to say that,
0: if the if the viewers like you choose to fund the program, choose to enjoy the programming that you're listening to, uh, it is all made possible by viewers like you. And if you would like to donate, please do so, and you will get not only a free tote bag, uh, but you will get me thanking you in the most uh, lucid, calming way. Calming voice that I could possibly muster. That if you're not asleep already, you may be. <laughs> uh, so
1: now here's twelve hours of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs>
0: yes. Um. All right. So uh, let's get into our list here. Um, yeah. First of all, we so we did top five. Um, that's our magic number here. But we, I had, I ended up having eight. I was oh, able mercy. to settle down to eight, uh, oh. and so I have three honorable mentions. Um, mm. Did you have any, or was it just five?
1: I've got two honorable mentions, but there's not there's not a whole lot of honor there. But it was like I feel like one of them is technically one of them technically not a not a faction, really, sort of. But yeah, one, one
0: I, of them too. I have one like that too. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so one of them, um, and it's and, and this just has the the. I wanted to mention it because I think it deserves more uh, acclaim than it gets, but because it happened um, at a different company uh, at a certain time, uh, it really didn't get as much buzz as it should have. Uh, but looking back on it, it's getting a little more respect, and that's the Aces and Eights uh, group Ooh. from Impact Wrestling uh, led by uh, the former Bubba Ray Dudley, now dubbed Bully Ray. Uh, basically kind of came around the time Son of Anarchy was the big show everyone was watching. And so it was like all these wrestlers formed like a biker club that was just running roughshod over the... And then you know, Bully Ray was like, I'm not a part of it. I'm a lone guy. And Devon was in the group and he was like, screw you Devon and all that. But it turns out he was the leader of the group and it was an amazing run. Uh, and I think you would not have the popular group of the Bullet Club today, had it not been for aces and eights. Cause they're very, they're very, they have a similar idea at least of what they start as and what they develop into. They become very bullet clubs become very different, but aces. The core idea of it, I I have to say is in aces and eights. The other one I have is the Heenan family. Um, Oh, so.
1: Technically, yeah, I saw that's a uh, that's a great choice. Yeah, I I wanted to put it on
0: there, but it's not a full faction, so to speak. It's just all the people managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan.
1: Yeah, which which is great though. I mean, any really that that era. I just was rewatching uh, uh, WrestleMania six recently, and just the magic of, of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, is undeniable. So you add to that the talent of the of his stable, and it you yeah. get some just some compelling. Some ke- some compelling TV because he he brings such a great dynamic to each individual wrestling.
0: Absolutely, I mean he's the greatest manager of all time, um, since Paul Heyman refuses to be called a manager.
1: Right, he's a shaman. He's he's an <laughs> he's a guru. He's a motivational speaker, foot massager. <laughs>
0: um, he's he's if you ask AJ Styles, he's a liar. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, um, I mean, just looking at this list here, but I mean, he, I mean, cause he had this, the, the technically the, the stable of the Heenan family goes, you know, all the way back to all American wrestling, the AWA, the NWA, Georgia championship wrestling and the WWF. If you just limit to the people he had in his family in the WWF. It's amazing, this list. Andre the Giant, the Brainbusters, the Brooklyn Brawler, the Colossal Connection, which, which consisted of the teaming of Andre the Giant and Haku, Harley Race, uh, the Islanders, the team of Tama and Haku, King Kong Bundy, Mr. Perfect, Paul Orndorf, Ric Flair, and Rick Rude. And there's a whole bunch of others. Like it, it's a, That list is amazing. And mm-hmm. after that, they're having the one of the greatest talkers ever as their manager, who can handle yep. the microphone for them. Um, yeah, and so and one of the best at getting heat for any heel. Yep. Um, you know, you, it was so. I mean, that's why Andre suddenly not being a good guy for his match with Hulk worked because he didn't really have to do much. He's like. Yep. Oh, he's with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, he's definitely a bad guy now.
1: He really exactly. not do anything. Yeah.
0: Ripping the shirt and everything off of Hulk was just a cherry on top. Just him saying, I like Bobby the Brain Heenan. I'm with him. Like, was enough. Yeah. Because that's how hated Heenan was. Um, which is amazing. Um, uh, the other honorable mention oh lord i might get hate for this um degeneration x Um,
1: oh no you you nothing (laughs) but love here my friend i i have nothing but love for dx
0: i love dx no i I feel feel the hate might come from not having them in my top five Mm. they they originally i thought about they were originally like my four or five but then the more i thought about it the more it was like more like five and then i had this thought and it moved up and eventually it was like you know what and the thing that really kills it is one it really starts as just a name for triple h and hbk in china so like it's so it's not really a group so much Eventually they had like Rick Rude and other stuff and then the DX army becomes a thing and you know so there's that but the other thing that really kills it is when they brought it back in the PG era and it was Triple H and old HBK doing fart jokes and slime and you know bad puns and just like grade school humor it just wasn't. F- I, I know what they were going for, but the joke just was yeah flat. It didn't work, and so for me that kind of kills any aura around DX for me. As much as as much as uh, Vincent McMahon and his uh, documentary team on every retrospective want to sell us this idea that DX was practically responsible for the, you know, the Attitude Era, um, which they weren't um they uh they were great but the allure is kind of gone for me but they, they are still great so they're an open mentioned for me mm-hmm. um what are your honorable mentions before we get into my group?
1: my honorable mentions i've just got two uh one is evolution mm. triple h okay. randy orton batista and rick flair yeah that was that was a combination that was an interesting one of of a balance of established stars and hall of famers and then these guys that were just totally two other guys who were just going to totally springboard and take over the entire industry yeah and what they did when they did it and for how long was so impressive because like any faction it's meant to fall apart but yeah. yeah, what they did and how dominant they were and also how well they sprung off the group with Batista and Randy Orton both of them being um, well Orton's still in the business and Batista uh, is the closest thing to uh, the Rock, yeah. Uh, as far as success in the entertainment industry, um, so I, 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 the only reason it's not on my list is one the I think the iconic figures that I do have on my list, and just the fact that I don't think it's it's a it's a makeup of of good talent that did well for them but nothing comes to mind that could just be my own failings I don't remember them elevating like a baby face that they were up against as much as they elevated themselves they turned Batista into a face but I don't remember right. Right. I don't remember them making a face that they took on be elevated or created any better which is what which is part of my parameters for what makes a good heel faction is how does it build the faces that they go up against. So so it's why it's not on the list.
0: That's a fair, yeah.
1: But um, but, you know, a a memorable group. Um, The other heel uh, faction that's not necessarily a faction but it was a heel group that was quite forceful, quite dominant uh, during the DX era as well, is the corporation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I corporation, of... though, corporation technically not a stable, but if you want to talk about an engine that would take a heel champ and put a rocket on them and send them to the top, uh, it was the corporation that did that and did that a couple times. And they elevated Stone Cold even more than he already was. It, it made the rocks. Yes, and it made the rock. Yeah. so I the corporation I think definitely deserves an honorable mention though technically it's not the definition of a faction as we would hold to it as more of a super group of stars in one way or another yeah, yeah. That, that, that it's mostly wrestler centered the yeah. corporation was mostly Vince uh, you know the goons and then a wrestler so so it kind of hurts hurts them from getting on my top five
0: that that's kind of why i I didn't consider them because it was because also i mean there was there was the corporation that was just shane and then there was the corporate ministry which was just shane and undertaker and then there was the the corporate (laughs) ministry that was them with the higher power which was Mm -hmm. me Austin it was me all along Austin Um, (laughs) Yeah, there were just so many phases and there were a lot I feel like there were like a few people that were legit like members and then everything like why was Ken Shamrock in the corporation like there there were a lot of people in there that I was like why is Big Boss really what yeah, I I, it, it's a lot of wh- how are they in this? Like the yeah. I, if the idea is th- these are Vince's guys, you know? These are the corporate guys, right? The, I, I don't know. They just didn't make any sense to me. Um,
1: yeah, well, they made they made Test into the household name that we know today.
0: Yes, yes. Who can forget the great matches that Test had against? Um, anyway um <laughs> no no one has a kick like the 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 you know the big like I forget the name of the move but the big kick to the face like Tess though his mm-hmm. of all the big guy wrestlers who have the you know kick to the face thing when you're they run them back over the the ropes Tess yeah. is amazing it looks so devastating yeah. Um. And fluid. Um. But that's really the only thing I could say about. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That um, is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's get into the top five factions here. So,
1: um, uh, do you want to go first? Or should I go first? Um. I think. You know, since I just talked about the corporation, um, right. I feel like you should go first.
0: Let me go first. And. Let me, uh, this is the only thing I'm going to do that's special. So let me uh, introduce them in the best way possible. So um, if you'll just give me a second here. All right. All right. I don't want to get sued. Um, (laughs) Evolution is my number five. Ooh, nice. Um, I, I thought about not having them in there a lot. Um, and in, this was the one that for me took DX's place because I just, it, it was a very confined space. It, it's a very tight group in terms of they had a very specific beginning and there were no reunions that ruined it. There were no... Mm-hmm. It had a very defined story and purpose for the group. It was very clean cut and, you know, bare bones of what a good faction should do,
1: yeah.
0: uh, which is why it's only at number five, uh, because it, it they didn't really do anything that was game-changing uh, really, but they just did the basics so well and so perfectly. Um and yeah, that it it gave us Batista, who, like you said, is first of all he was a hu- when he was a wrestler, he was huge star, and then he became yes. an, an huger star. Who is he was in one of the top five biggest movies of all time in Infinity yes. War, like like holy crap, and mm-hmm. and. He's actually pretty good like the, I like his choice of roles that he does and yeah. he he always did his thing whether he was a face or a heel I thought he was a lot better as a heel than as a face yes um, as a face for me it depended who he was going up against because um, mm-hmm. him as a face was a little bit generic for me um, but it was still good and I still I love his entrance um, oh yeah. Yeah, when he comes out and he does the I don't know whatever the stamping is oh, it. Good. Yeah, is he
1: is he shooting a gun? I,
0: I, maybe I think that that's not how you shoot guns, but <laughs> I mean,
1: you know it looks like it's finger guns, and then the and then the guns go beho- go off behind him. behind him. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's he's doing fists and he's pounding them down as he's so
1: anyway. It's an old timey uh, gunner thing. He's in the <laughs> little. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that's what it is he's yeah.
0: pretending he's in world war II. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's a navy goat bunner.
1: He uh, has a mini flashback and then he goes right back into the ring.
0: <laughs> um and then Randy Orton who is still in the business, he's a legend. He's going to yeah. be Hall of Famer and like he's on the older side now and he's arguably the best he's ever been and he's yeah. he's consistently he's so consistent. And also underrated, but also perfectly rated at the same time, which makes no sense. I don't, yeah. but he managed to fill both. Um, yeah. And, and then you have Triple H who was at like his apex and it, it rebirthed Ric Flair for a few years, gave us a little, a few more years of, you know, classic Ric Flair that we all love. And then, you know, and led him to his retirement, which was amazing. And then that's it; that's end of discussion. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Nothing else happened after that.
1: That's it. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs>
0: but it, it, the breaking up of the group, that made so much sense. From turning on Randy Orton, made so much sense. And I loved the build to having Batista turn on triple h yeah and it, it, it just was so perfect and they always anytime rick or triple h or and i actually they did have reunion and now that i think about it and it was when batista came back a little bit um and they were mm-hmm. going to the shield but uh all they did was lose so they were putting over the shield which is this huge group um right. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I think the evolution is really good and they're my number five.
1: Yeah. It's a great group that is, I think that type of faction is what I think WWE wishes it could do today that it can't, uh, for a number of reasons, including they just don't have, they don't have the four people to do it no especially i I mean if you if you don't
0: i think also they just don't have the patience either or at least vince doesn't to to let something work you know um I, i don't think vince you know would have the patience to stick with two guys two fresh young guys and be like let's see where this goes So yeah, that was my number five, Evolution. Um, uh, What's your number five?
1: My number five is going to be one that is actually a result of what you just talked about. I am making this move right now and moving it to this spot. Uh, You've been pretty persuasive. Uh, Number five, (laughs) freshly in this spot, is... No way. Number five now. It wasn't before, but number five is DX. Okay. Um, You've convinced me that the tale of their legacy is not a good one, Um, but the importance of what they did during the Attitude Era can't be ignored. The way that, especially what it did for Triple H is amazing. That's true. How they... And how they dominated entire shows entire pay-per-views is what you look for in a good faction this seeming oncoming storm this tidal wave of a group that no one can get past that they you know they dominate the divisions they grab they get the belts they win and they get you to hate them which they were very good at doing i think uh I think, I think Canada is still mad at DX, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, uh, to this day, uh, for what they did to the British Bulldog. Um, the DX, uh, the combination of Triple H and HBK was just a pure ray of heel heat and anger that made you want to see them lose, but you couldn't deny the talent. And eventually, it also was, they were so good at being a faction that they became popular and were anti-heroes, which is another thing that that factions uh, become uh, when they are led by people who are too charismatic to be put in a box, too undeniable that you have to like them. It's similar to the rock problem when he joined the corporation. He was so good, you laughed at his jokes, even though he was being mean and insulting. Right. DX was gross, rude, um, but it was also must see TV that did help run the engine of the raw attitude era. Right. So that's my number five. Good number five. Um <laughs> thank I, you.
0: I said I said what I didn't say about DX. So.
1: Yes, you said um, what you said. I get it. So. <laughs> what good sir, what is your number 4?
0: My number 4, speaking of Canada, they are if you want to talk about as factions go, they mm-hmm. are the best there is, the best there was, and the best faction there ever will be. Other nice. than the 3 that are in front of them. Um, <laughs> on my lips, the heart Foundation specifically I mean you can take either Heart Foundation either Heart Foundation as the tag team or what I'm really focusing on is the new Heart Foundation the kind of when it, when when he tur- when Brett turned heel sort of turned heel in America in America yeah. turned heel everywhere else right. in the world was faced um, and it was him British Bulldog um, Owen Hart, Brian mm-hmm. Hellman yeah, and am I missing? Oh, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart. yeah, um, that group, so good, and they had such a clear purpose of what they are, and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, Bret Hart did his best work during this. Uh, during, he, Bret Hart did his best work during this time, in my opinion, especially on the microphone. Um, yep. He was so believable because half of the things he was saying he believed and, you know, it, just the workers in this group, they're all amazing. Not just Brett, but like Owen was amazing. Br- uh, Bulldog was amazing. Brian Ping- innovated and, and- and Jim the Anvil Nightheart was, you, you know, that laugh. Wow. Everything about him is amazing. Everything's, a, a, I could say more about the Heart Foundation, but I feel like it would just be me saying amazing more times. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just love, and I, I put them on here because I recently went back and I watched, I rewatched Canadian Stampede. Um, from the i forget what year it was but where they were headlining in canada and oh that crowd so loved them and they hated stone cold and Mm -hmm. stone cold they hated everything about them and it was just so amazing to see um and the, just the wrestling was so amazing too. Like, it's they're great. They're great. Um, so they're my number four. Yeah, no, they're terrific. I'm actually going to
1: jump ahead in, in my, uh, in in my count in my countdown just to tell you, I like them so much. They're my number. Th- they're my number. Yeah, my number three. Oh wow. Okay. They're they're, um, I mean, the first of all, talent is undeniable. I would watch any of those guys wrestle. So terrific. But on top of that, you had the um, just the brilliance of Bret Hart leading them. And you you felt the reality of of again, like you said, Brett believing everything he's saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then just the oh. Uh, just the the way that they could be heroes in Canada but then just totally just be terrific heels everywhere else and it worked it wasn't like they were faking it this yeah. was a group of guys that was incredible even when Brett was in a wheelchair this yeah. foundation the heart foundation worked yeah so yeah, it's an incredible, incredible faction that is actually my number three. It's yep. that
0: good. And, and you know what else they did? They took the whole idea of the evil foreigner gimmick. Mm-hmm. That is so. I mean, it was overused back then, um, and it still pops up now now again. Um, but it because you know racism. That's always fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's always fun to put or
1: nationalism. Like. To be yeah. more specific.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but they like made it really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Really good. And to the yeah. point where like if you're if you're gonna do something like that and it's not that, then don't do it. Uh, right. so uh, all right, so that was your number three,
1: but yeah, so you want to know what my number so four
0: is. Number four.
1: My number four is the equivalent of, I don't know, a, I would think the equivalent of this amazing shooting star that didn't last very long, but it was also incredible and launched all three members and its destruction is incredibly memorable. I've got to turn the lights out, turn them back on, and tell you that my number four faction is The Shield. Ah. These guys, all three of them, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, uh, whatever his real name is, uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, these guys came on, they came on amazing. They were immediately uh, just grabbed your attention. They were incredible in the ring. They were um just fascinating. They would destroy what seemed like everyone in their path. And and they did a good job of elevating other faces uh, along the way. Um, And when when Rollins turns on them and just destroys them both with the chair, it shows you how big the group was because that's one of the, the big group breakups that, People still look at this. is still one of Rollins's biggest highlights. Yeah. But it's not like Rollins was the only one that came out of that group. I mean, when that group was done, all three of those guys were angling at the top. Yeah. And now we've got both those guys would still be, they're still, you know, at the top of WWE. And Moxley is king of, I mean, he's, he's almost at the top of AEW. He had the belt. Uh, And had it, almost got it from uh, Omega. And he's, he's, I mean, this is what, years later from the Shield. And yet all those guys are still known commodities. I mean, went back when people could buy tickets, brought people to arenas. Yeah. It was just, these guys were just an amazing combination. There was no dead weight. There was just three guys. And you believed that they could just decimate anything in their path.
0: Yeah, I agree that they it's, I feel like their success is kind of an anomaly at the time it, that it happened. Like, mm-hmm. like that it just kept going really well, just surprised me. And, um, you know, it just kept going and going and I kept, waiting for like here's where they're going to screw up and they kind of didn't
1: um
0: and i feel like they pulled the trigger a little too quickly
1: yeah that's the thing is it ended too quickly for you to hate them for them to overstay their welcome
0: way too yeah I, i i feel like they could have waited just a little bit longer yep and let the group be more like on cloud nine so that when they do lose everything it's so much more um, and I felt like when it broke up it was shocking and it was amazing it was a memorable moment no, no doubt but I also felt like oh, okay so alright you know I, I didn't have that
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh my like oh my god what's happening you know um, you know, so my dog agrees, if you can hear me. If you can hear me, right. she's barking up a storm. Um, so so yeah, the that, that's a good number four, um, the shield. Uh, and so number three now, your number three was the Heart Foundation.
1: Yep, so then your number three.
0: So my number three is...
1: Does this also have a music
0: cue? Uh, Not right now, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I will say this group is, how should I say this? It it happened a long time, it happened a while ago and people still talk about them. And they are so iconic that it's almost, like a broken record, every time someone talks about them, when they talk about groups, um, and the fact that you still hear people talking about them to this day, mm-hmm. is proof that they are for life, and that <laughs> is and that is the N W O, the New World Order. <laughs> they are my number three. I thought they would be number one, and I shocked myself in making my list. Uh, I thought they would definitely at least be number two. I have a reason why they're not number two, and that's simply because the group got got so bloated. Yes, that's where it became two groups, and yeah. I actually didn't mind the NWO Wolf Pack. Um yeah. I remember loving the theme song. I go back and listen to it now. Like, yeah, I go back and listen to it now, and I'm like, "Oh, this is awful." Um, <laughs> just the production value, and it's like, like, "Oh, this was made on like a Casio keyboard." What you know? Um, but it's, but I remember at the time just being so pumped, and I loved the the whole wolf and the and the colors. I thought were so much better, but. And yeah, eventually got to the point where, like, the leader near the end of NWO when they brought it back was Jeff Jarrett. Um,
1: uh.
0: I mean, okay. <laughs> um, but the original NWO, like, the original, the first really four members of Kevin Ash Scott Hall. Hulk Hogan, and then you had you had Six come in uh, X-Pac, as we later knew him. Um, the guy loves the faction. The guy loves the faction. He does so well in them. Um, <laughs> and then later you had the giant joining, which I thought was great. Because um, then you had real, like, I mean, you already had muscle in there, but like, mm-hmm. um, and there were moments even when they were kind of big and bloated and out of kind of fallen out of their golden age so to speak um when they had amazing moments or like did great things for other performers like scott steiner is scott steiner because of nwo before that Mm -hmm. he was just a member of the steiner brothers he came as well as because of steroids uh became (laughs) this huge star because of, uh, you know, he, he he was wearing that NWO shirt and, mm-hmm. you know, doing cursing shoots on TV. Um, but I remember that time, and I remember every time he, he would be out there, I would stop flipping the channel. I'd be like, okay, let me just hear what he has to say. And then, <laughs> and then I'll flip back. And... <laughs> And and to me, that's the great thing about this group, and the fact that it's almost what three decades since yep. they were a thing. Yep. That people that you still see like young people who weren't even alive to experience it wearing right. wo shirts, saying it's for life. Like, all right, cool. I guess it is. Yeah, it's like when you see people who are like. Maybe our age walking around with, you know, Led Zeppelin concert T-shirts from the seventies.
1: Yeah, or it's like the twenty-year-olds that are walking around with the uh, Nirvana shirts.
0: Yeah, it's like really, uh, come on, come on, Zoomer. Um, <laughs> but that's just how popular they are. That's just how landmark they are. There were without them, you would. Ha- I mean, I'm talking at length about them. So, but without them, you wouldn't have DX. Definitely wouldn't have them, and they've influenced every group after, including uh the one that comes uh next on my list, but I'll get to that. Um, and it they just, um, yeah, I've I've go back and check any one of our other episodes, I probably mentioned NWO there somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would, yes, I would, um. Um, I would, I would bet uh, a, a thousand Bitcoin that you have definitely <laughs> mentioned NWO. Yes, and every single episode.
0: Oh wow, a thousand Bitcoin! What is that? How much? Is a that thousand be? real money. Um, I
1: think that's, I think that's about twelve Beanie Babies. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Great pick. Um, undeniable. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, for me my pick for number two faction does involve a number as well. And it is four, but it's not for life. It's the Four Horsemen. The right. Four Horsemen. Horsemen—Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson and Tully Blanchard. This faction Iconic. builds the legend of Dusty Rhodes as a face. Yep. It also serves as the foundation for the uh, you know you know the North Atlantic you know wrestling to go into WCW, yeah, I mean this faction spans a years before you see w- even WCW on TV, and they're the ones who not only were this flashy, uh, dynamic, monstrous heel faction, but also they created faces that they went against, especially Dusty Rhodes. Um, before Dusty was, let's say, the uh, dancing polka dotted gentleman on WWWF, WW, uh, before he was the uh, announcer that you couldn't understand on WCW, he was a face that many rooted for because it was Dusty against the Four Horsemen. Yeah. And a man, And remember, the, the illusion is the, Allusion to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. This group is supposed to bring the end of the world. Yeah, and you be- and you believed it because they could bring the end of the world because they were bringing the end of the wrestling world with their shenanigans, with their with their attacks. They perfected the art of the interference in a match. Yeah, and they did it before before it was popular, before it was horribly overdone uh, by the time you and I were watching, yeah. <laughs> watching wrestling on a regular basis. It was fresh, new, and it was, it was still at that point and they could still get people angry to the point where guys like Arn Anderson would wonder, um, I gotta watch my back going to my car. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They could get an entire arena wanting their blood because their faction was that evil, yeah. Four horsemen, number yeah. two.
0: Amazing, amazing, and yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they're perfect. Um, yeah, um, I mean, they're the reason why. They're the reason we have factions. They're the reason why we have factions. Yeah, they it's the they, their DNA is in everyone. Every yeah. fact, you know, it's like okay, who's our Arn Anderson and Oli Anderson? Who's our, mm-hmm. our our Blanchard and who's our who's who's our Ric Flair? Yeah, and like yeah, it's and I mean it gave, it did all and that was the other thing. All four of those guys individually could just they could really work, and they could yeah. really. Like they could they were stars individually on their own. It's almost like an all-star team,
1: mm-hmm. which is why yes. they
0: were so amazing. And yeah, they made Dusty Rhodes is Dusty Rhodes, one because he was also partly Booker, but the other <laughs> yes. But the other the other is he cuts amazing promos and he connects the audience so well. Mm-hmm. And none of that works. Unless you have the exact right heel for him to go up against. And the fact that it's not just Ric Flair, it's the four, it's all four of them. And you know, they're screwing him over. And and and, and they 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 make him this legend yep. while at the same time elevating themselves. Yeah. Which is Amazing,
1: um, great, great. To the point where, in some cases, um, they were almost too popular. Instances because I, I mean, I've heard the audio of Dusty uh, doing a promo, and some guys who are some fans who are instead rooting for the Four Horsemen.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> they're almost too popular uh, yeah. because they kind of reached to that other stratosphere of being I mean, uh, antiheroes.
0: Yeah, the I mean that also that's in the DNA of every faction. Also, mm-hmm. every faction. there's not one faction who hasn't faced that problem at some point of yeah. we are too cool. We're not heels anymore. How yeah. do we stay heels? You know? Um, so my number two, yep. so my number, so my number three was NWO. My number two is also for life. The Bullet Club. Mm. And I, I struggled to put them on the list, but...
1: I feel like I should have saw this coming.
0: <laughs> for for those who uh, don't have the magic of <laughs> being able to watch a audio-only podcast, um, I'm wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt right now. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, first of all, the group started in 2013, 2013 that, that like they've, and they're still going strong. Wow. And, like when I go over the list of people who have been current or former members, it's just amazing. J. first of all, Jay white is the leader and like, or was the leader, I guess. Um, and he's one of the big international, like WWE wants Jay White so bad. They want him so bad. He, he is their next guy. They mm-hmm. want they want him so bad. If for nothing else, so no one else can
1: have him. <laughs> that sounds about right.
0: Like they they're either banking on him being like the next top guy at NXT or possibly being that next huge prospect that comes in and is like, brings in this huge following and they can really work, you know. Um, he's amazing. Kenta is amazing. Tomatonga, amazing. Um, and, then, and then you go all these former members. Adam Cole, AJ Styles, Cody mm. Rhodes, mm. Um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, Kenny Omega, Hangman, Peach, Marty Skrull, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Uh, and it was all created by Finn Balor, then known as Prince Devitt. He created that group. And wow. and he, he said he created it, and they were just they got so much heat with the Japanese audience because they were just doing proper heel stuff. Like, and he said he changed the way he he wrestled. He intentionally started wrestling. In a way that he knew the Japanese audience wouldn't enjoy, he was doing less high flying things. He was doing less, he was doing more like long holds and things that weren't very, you know, enthusiastic. He was cursing, he was cheating. They were all cheating and they were, you know, abusing refs and stuff, stuff that's kind of normal for us over here. But over there, Mm -hmm. like their heel factions they've done that before but like they just like and the fact that they're like all it's all the foreigners in japan in one Mm. and Mm. they're taking all this cool stuff from dx and nwo and and the stuff and, and they're kind of and and the four horsemen and kind of fusing it into this new generation of thing i mean hell I mean, they've run into problems of being a little too bloated here and there, but they're still going. They're still one of the big hot button topics of the wrestling world today. And if it wasn't for the Bullet Club, the Bullet Club is indirectly and also directly responsible for the creation of all elite wrestling. There you go. They are solely responsible for the creation of an entire separate wrestling organization Mm. (laughs) like it is incredible to me what this group has accomplished and for every downside they have this amazing upside and they all everyone that has been in that group can can really go and ghetto who's the the booker there uh he's also like the Wrestler slash manager, quote unquote, of many people for, for the longest time. He was uh, Kazuchika Okada's um, manager, uh, who was their longest reigning champion um, over seven hundred days.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, as champion, um, I don't know the exact number, but uh, then he turned heel. And but he's he's the overall Booker there, and he does such long. He he does everything that we enjoy as as fans Mm. very like precise long-term booking and storytelling and maybe Mm -hmm. that's just because the japanese are used to like their the audience is a little more patient they will they will they will i mean the japanese audience if you're doing like mat moves for like 15 minutes and you like you're doing a back and forth like trying to get into and trying to get out of a of a sleeper hold right? will applaud that that move. In America, they'll be like, all right, come on, jump off of something, please. Yeah. Uh, but they're a little more patient over there. And, and you can tell that in his booking and booking uh, the overall story of Bullet Club to Bullet Club, all the different eras, so to speak, have been so great. And yeah, I, I, I was very surprised. I, I thought maybe they would be number five. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, they're not even done yet. They're not even like kaputs. They're not even like yesterday's news. You know, they kind of took a backseat when uh, AEW became a thing. But like Jay White and, and all the wrestlers over there that are still part of the group, they're still doing amazing matches. And they pop up and you're like, oh, that's right they're still a thing and they're still filled with all these amazing wrestlers and the one the one downside is i i used to subscribe to new japan world where you can watch all their matches and pay-per-views um problem is one i everyone has a streaming service
1: now so i have to cut yes Um, so help me i'm i'm my, my, my last minute, uh, my, my, uh, my sudden 2021, uh, what is it? Uh, what is it that you're supposed to do for the year? My resolution? Revolution. Not to get Paramount Plus, even though. Oh. God. Well, I just need the movie theaters to stay open. If they don't stay open, I'm going to have to get Paramount Plus. Yeah. To see Mission Impossible. <laughs> Please. That's the only way
0: like like yes yes keep the movie theaters going because you know it's a great institution and all the jobs blah 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 blah. the main reason yeah. is i don't want another damn streaming service i don't want to have yes to all these different streaming services to watch my damn movies no. and i don't want all these different streaming services just to watch wrestling the japan one okay it's fine because they're in a different country and whatever right. um so I don't get as much new japan stuff lately as I do and a lot of the people I followed in new japan are now on AEW mm-hmm. and there's there's a few people still in new japan that I like I still like bullet club and all that but it's it's kind of like well
1: uh, is it worth it
0: I really like hbo max so okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> Those those documentaries are and and getting all the DC movies and the Snyder cut. Yeah, I gotta hang on to it. And the Friends. Yeah. of coming. So.
1: Yeah, that's very yeah, that's very true. We've got we've it's the the long awaited Snyder cut is coming. And uh, what's the other thing? Oh, not on HBO Max is uh Disney Plus is the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Same week. Um. Oof. So I can't add another streaming service. No. I can't do it. I won't do it. I won't. Um,
0: Anyway, tangent aside, Bullet Club (laughs) is my number two. Uh, So we're on our number one. Um, (laughs) I think we both might have named each other's number one already, but I'm not too sure.
1: I I think we did. What's your number one? My number one. It's apple plus no uh, apple streaming no uh, <laughs> which is another one i have which is actually pretty good uh, side note for those who don't know about the show called central park oh yeah, if, yeah. have you watched that
0: i have not but
1: I, I do have apple and that and ted lasso it is worth it
0: i just started watching ted lasso i love I, it's it's an of oh, positivity into my veins and i love
1: it i wish i could watch it again i'm just i'm just it's just so i i heard people talk about it but it's just so good yeah it's just so positive i mean man i i just need that there's no no spoilers needed it's just it's just terrific it's i don't like soccer and i love that show (laughs) yeah oh it's terrific um okay No more stalling. Okay, my number one, uh, which has already been effectively argued against, uh, (laughs) is for life. NWO. (laughs) Let me tell you why. The NWO is the number one faction. Because it is everything right and everything wrong about a faction. Ah, I see. It is. It did it performed two miracles. It gave Hulk Hogan, a guy who was done. Mm-hmm. He was done in wrestling. WWF was done with him. And WCW was done with him. They remember, go oh, back to those old videos. Good. They wanted Vader to crush this man. Yeah. And, and they were done with him. And when he turns heel, he gives, they, they say there's no what, second acts. And he has a killer of oh. a second act in wrestling. Oh yeah. oh yeah. As Hollywood Hogan, he has just a bigger streak, just a bigger dominance that he had in WWF, he has in WCW. Yeah. He goes from the most beloved iconic figure To being the most hated heel in the business at that time. Yep. How that happens. I mean, not, not everyone can make that make an effective turn, much Mm. less so deep of a turn that people are dying for you to lose so desperately to go from Babe Ruth to Benedict Arnold Mm. is what, Hollywood Hogan is. Yeah. And he's the he's the foundation of NWO. Yeah. It performs that miracle. And it also gives Sting a compelling turn and he's second act He he had nowhere uh, to
0: go. The whole surfer thing was kind of gone. Right. He we're, changed we're, his we're, character and became this
1: dark loner. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, who is he going to go up against?
1: And so that's, which is what a good heel faction is supposed to do. In combination with his new concept. But the NDWO being this all powerful evil faction that kept winning. Sting, because of the faction, became this mysterious Folk hero that people were dying for, were rooting for. He didn't say a word, and we needed him to come and save us. And this, along with the long-term booking, made WCW much must-watch TV. Oh, yeah. For, as we know, because there's a podcast named after it, 83 weeks. Yeah. Where it dominated wrestling. 483 weeks 483 weeks exactly and that happens because they give you a heel that you want to lose so desperately and they stretch this sucker out month after month after month they had their own pay-per-view how many people how many groups get their own pay-per-view what dx the rock yeah i think the undertaker they had their own but pay-per-view and yeah. their own style as if because they had taken over the entire mm-hmm. show. Yeah. That is the NWO and that's why they're my number 1. Yeah. And
0: the other thing is to show you how how good they were at being hated because if you want to go back and say like they You know, like, were they really hated because everyone was wearing their shirts, everyone liked them? If you think that they were just the cool guy and nobody, like, really hated them, go back and watch probably the greatest success and missed opportunity in WCW history. When Hogan was going against Goldberg, the undefeated man, for the title on Nitro, in the Georgia Dome,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at least I think it was in the Georgia Dome. It was in Georgia.
1: Yeah, it was definitely in Georgia. Yeah,
0: but he, that crowd. And and that's the thing. When like people are like, well, you know, Goldberg only has like three moves, and he does short matches, and like, why is that a? Th-? He's always done that. But yeah. you just need the right atmosphere, and you need the right right pieces, and he's the best. And everyone so desperately wants Goldberg to win. And everyone is so worried that Hogan is just gonna win again.
1: He's gonna cheat.
0: He's gonna cheat. And it's like halfway through the match, is like, Oh, here comes Mr. Perfect. Here comes Kurt Henning. Yeah, he's gonna ruin it. Yeah, and then everyone's favorite wrestler, Carl Malone.
1: Mm-hmm. He delivers.
0: He delivers. Oh, and <laughs> he, he was there too. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the yoga guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like that crowd is so hot. And they like, they hate him. They hate the NWO. Mm-mm. Even the people wearing NWO shirts. They don't want him to win. <laughs> they want <laughs> Boker to win. And you're right. They are everything that's good and everything that's bad with, you're right. That's a good choice. And I'm very surprised I didn't have them at number one.
1: I am shocked. That was my my other reason was for picking them as number one is because Kevin will also pick them (laughs) as number one. That was one of my reasons, Kevin. Yeah. And now they're not. It wasn't even your number two. I don't want to be dressed like a pirate. Um, it wasn't even your number two. Oh, okay. You're kind of oh. go
0: whiny Jerry Seinfeld mode. Uh,
1: I don't want to be dressed. I don't like, want to be a pirate. I don't want to be a pirate. Um, you know, if you were talking like this, I would have said no in the first place.
0: <laughs> my number one. And see, originally, my. So I gave you the reason why I moved N- NWO or moved Bullet Club into number two. The reason why I didn't move, the reason why NWO originally went from one to two was because when I thought about it, I was just, and like I said, in my argument for why they're number three, NWO is their DNA is in every modern group, but my number one, everything about them is perfect. My number one mm-hmm. is the WCW ECW alliance from the invasion angle. <laughs> uh, come on,
1: Stephanie McMahon Stephanie was a leader.
0: Stephanie McMahon and and Shane McMahon with Paul Heyman against
1: yeah.
0: and all the great stars of WCW and ECW like like Raven and Rhino. Rhino. And um, Sean Stadiak uh, and um, Lance Storm,
1: yeah, not just incredible,
0: yeah, uh, and you know, other WCW guys like,
1: right, great pick, great pick, hands down, great pick, invasion angle, nothing went yeah. wrong. Uh,
0: <laughs> my number one, of course, is the Four Horsemen. Yes. I just, and it's the one thing like, I mean, today, the, you know, everyone puts up the two sweet, and most wrestling fans know what you mean. Ugh. Before that, all it was was four. All you needed to yep. do to show that you were a wrestling fan was either one, woo, or two, yep. throw up the four. Yep. and Or do them both at the same time and do woo with the number four. It was just they. They they did it before everyone else. They did it perfectly before everyone mm-hmm. else. Yep. Everything that every group has ever done, great, they did it first. They're the Simpsons of yeah. wrestling factions. Yes, Simpsons did it first. Well, Horsemen did it first, and like you said, they made. They made other stars. That that's why rick flair will almost always for me be the greatest yeah. like wrestler overall not because mm-hmm. of what he did in the ring even though he did great matches in the ring but mm-hmm. he made so many huge stars even some stars who were terrible yeah the, at least he made you believe in the same way that later on bret hart would be able to do yes in a little bit less of a faction. Be- believe that anyone he's in the ring with are legit guys and that is such a hard quality to find inside. and mm-hmm. all four of these guys in the four horsemen were able to do that every single one of them and on top of it all no one and i mean no one sorry wwe twitter has a has a spine buster better than arn anderson
1: i was just gonna but, say
0: i they did they did a thing very long ago and people like a month ago and i saw it and i was like oh this is gonna blow up on on twitter and it was all like who has the best spine buster and i had like eight choices and they had gifts of each one yep. and not a single one of them was arn anderson and i'm like oh it's because he's an aew but i'm sorry aew or not with your company or not <laughs> it is arn anderson who gives the best spine buster <laughs> Ever and he can still do it if he wanted to.
1: <laughs> he dedicated his life to spine busting. Like yes, he, he, we, he busted. <laughs> he busted the Undertaker's spine when he took on Ric Flair years ago. Yeah, in at like, WrestleMania, and Arn wasn't like, even in the business anymore.
0: Like I remember, actually, a few years ago, uh, they did. They brought WWE. Did it was basically just a house show. Um. But they brought back Starcade as like this special event. Um, but it was basically just a house show, a glorified house show in uh, I think North Carolina. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, but it was somewhere in the south. In the old... It Car- ended
1: in Carolina.
0: Terra- yeah. And it was the first one. They've done it a little bit since. But the very first time they did it, they released a video of the show and Dolph Ziggler's in there. And he is doing his heel thing. And Arn Anderson's there. And he gives him the perfect sp- he, he, It's been like decades since he wrestled. And he gives, he, he gives a spine buster that's better than any current wrestler has ever given. After like how many years of being retired and, and not wrestling an inch. And he does it perfectly. And then he takes the mic and says don't forget, Dolph, you're in horseman country. And then he throws the mic, and then the music plays, and it's just like all those members, like and and I don't know, like I, I watch old stuff, like I can't, there's a lot of wrestling past a certain time that is very difficult for me to watch and be invested in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You take anything from any of this time period involving the horsemen i will watch it and i i challenge you not to be in, invested in any of their big moments like because that's how amazing it is and they're the classic the quintessential and i yeah i did want to put nw01 but i was like you know what sometimes the obvious answers are the best answers I was like, because I was like, oh, if I put four horsemen in number one, it'll be too obvious. But I was like, well, sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's obvious because it just is. Yes. And so that's why I was like number one and NWO will be two. And then I thought about it and moved them down to three. Um, and also I made them number one because also I was like, I have a feeling Sam will make them number
1: one. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> we both had i almost thought. did
0: we both had the same thought that's crazy oh uh, i
1: almost had them as number one and it's just uh i mean just the more i looked into it and you know I, the more i you know i was convinced that they were great but not necessarily number one but yeah. everything you said was correct there's no there's no counter argument to that yes um so that's our list
0: um uh Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back next month uh, to talk about everyone's. For me, probably, it will always be the best pay per view, best wrestling pay per view ever. Uh, fast lane. It just, yeah, zoom, zoom. I mean, th- I mean, for me, it's fast lane, great balls of fire, mm-hmm. um, crown jewel, yeah, um,
1: super and- showdown
0: super showdown and then i I mean it doesn't get any better than those those are the four those are the big four pay-per-views that we all yeah um even though one Mm -hmm. is only done once (laughs) (laughs) but
1: But just to hold my hope
0: strangely enough actually i remember at the time being like this is the dumbest pay-per-view name great balls of fire and I don't think they ever played the actual great balls of fire song. They couldn't get the rights in any of the promos. I mean, maybe they did and I just missed it or something like that. And I was like, this is going to be a throwaway pay-per-view. No one's going to, but they made the main event an, a, a main event that I was so looking forward to. And actually I thought was pretty damn good. And it was mm. the first time Samoa Joe went up against uh, Brock but Lesnar. Lester. Right. Yeah. Yeah and it it, for me it lived up to the hype um it was a little short for my opinion but but i was i was very glad that that didn't come back. um anyway um so yeah next month i think i don't know it depends on the i forget when exactly wrestlemania what day falls they fall on um but uh we'll either be well we will either be talking wrestlemania or something related
1: um or or we'll might might be people this year who knows or we'll be talking about uh pbs programming like rick steves as he travels across europe
0: and now ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening we now want to leave you with a special song uh from the group jazz plus jazz equals jazz. Here's the song, their hit song, jazz times jazz divided by jazz equals jazz. Thank you. And continue to support our lovely programming at PBN. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to have so much fun with that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, so thank you. Um, This was a lot of fun. It really, uh, really needed it. And I uh, hope everyone had fun
1: and we'll see you next month. Support local broadcasting. Yes.